Hoo-hoo-hoo. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. Your host, Tommy Tahoe, here helping young salespeople get to the next level of their careers. Um, stoked for today's episode. It's Monday. Uh, it's you know relatively early in the month. For some of you, it's the last month of the quarter. We're getting after it. Summer's here. Um, it's June 6th. I've got Drew Piper joining us later in this episode. He's an SDR over at Reward Gateway. And, uh, you know, an interesting path for Drew. He's in Australia, possibly my first Australian guest, but, um, you know, certainly one of the first that also, you know, skipped college um, and just got straight into sales and was doing, you know, door-to-door stuff, was doing real estate, was doing um, recruiting, just did a ton of different really hard jobs before getting into tech. And we talked about his transition through all those um, and what he's doing now to book meetings. That's very tactical as well. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, This episode is brought to you by the Up and Up community. Uh, My friend, Anthony Natoli, and I just launched this as a private community to help salespeople both crush their numbers as well as stay mentally healthy and fulfilled and on the path. So if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash up and up or hit me up on LinkedIn. My name is Tom Alamo. Without further ado, let's get straight into today's episode. Let's go. All right, coming at you from the other side of the world, my man, Drew Piper. Welcome to the Millennial Sales Podcast, my man. G'day, team. How are we going? I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, pretty well. Just um, woke up and, and been to the gym, so I'm kind of really excited to, to kick this off. Coming straight off a pump, straight to the podcast. Like I'm catching you at a peak time. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Bit of a morning person, so this works great. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, well, I'm excited to get into you know, what you're doing nowadays um, as an SCR over at Reward Getaway. Before we get to the current stuff, I'd love to just hear the story of, of how you got into sales. I thought I saw something about, was it real estate or, um, or something like that was like your first gig after school? Uh, yeah. So after I didn't go to university, but after high school, okay. I did kind of uh, door-to-door sales, which I know you were involved in for a little bit. And, um, yeah. you know, I think anyone that can do that for more than three months has a pretty good chance of, of making it in any other sales gig. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I moved to real estate after door knocking. Um, and that was kind of my first intro to phone based sales, you know, hundred dials a day trying to book in appraisals for kind of senior agents to go to. So just a bit of a, um, a cold call monkey as, as I used to be called. Yeah. Um, um, but that was, I guess, a really good proving ground to, to learn everything you needed to know to be successful in sales, I think. What were you selling door to door? Um, a couple of different things like energy plans, um, subscriptions to charity services, <laughs> Um, like cable TV, it kind of changed month by month. Um, and yeah, that was, that was really tough. If I'm honest, that was um, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a trial by fire, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, um, what led to the decision to not go to university and then instead uh, go down the path of sales? Like, you know, that's a unique decision. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's essentially I sucked at being a student. Um, I, you know, I, <laughs> I hated every moment of, of school. Like I loved the social aspect, but I yeah. wasn't, I, I hated going home and doing schoolwork after school. So I thought, you know, what's a job where I can just talk to people and, and kind of um, be in control of my own income. And um, I guess sales was the only one where I thought, you know, no degree, high earning potential, 
And all I have to do is talk with human beings, which I love doing. So I thought, yeah, you know, let's cut the fluff and get straight to it. I almost feel like, you know, not that people should avoid, I mean, people can avoid college and, you know, I think you were starting to see more and more people do that, but I almost feel like you have in some ways an advantage, you know, head start because, you know, I didn't learn anything sales related in college. You know, I happened to get that, that job at Cutco knocking on doors for, for the summer, but you did that already, you know, um, at whatever age, 17 or 18, whenever you were out of high school. And so I almost feel like it's an advantage to get out there in the streets and just start early and just, you know, the school of hard knocks, as they say, and just kind of get into it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, when I think about like people my age that are kind of finishing university now, when they're like, you know, 23, 24, I've had multiple careers, like, you know, years in real estate, years as a tech recruiter, and I've kind of got that backing knowledge as I'm going into an SDR kind of role and now moving into an account executive role, whereas they've just got their, their education behind them, which is great if you're in an industry that like if you're a marketing person and you've got a marketing background, but most of the people I know don't end up using their degrees in their relevant field anyway. They just need that. I've got a degree to get a different job that they is not related to anything. So I feel like I do have a bit of an advantage there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when you were in real estate, did you, were you just, what, what did you call it? A cold call monkey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that, was that it? Did you actually close deals or were, were you just yeah, there so for short enough? For my first year, I was just a bit of a, a cold call monkey. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then my second year, I actually started to, you know, close deals and, and actually sell some pretty uh, high trophy homes kind of along the, the waterfront in, in Sydney. So, you know, five, six, seven million dollar properties, um, which w- was pretty cool, but I was a bit young. So it was really hard to convince, you know, high net worth individuals that they should trust their, their biggest asset to this 20 year old. Um, so that, that did make it pretty difficult, but that made, you know, the wins all the sweeter. Yeah. And then you went into recruiting straight from there. Yeah. That's tech recruiting. So I did, um, really niche recruiting for high frequency trading firms and I would recruit their software engineers. So super, super niche stuff, but it was great because that introduced me to the whole, I guess, kind of startup and, and tech world. And then that got me thinking you know, I'd love to go and work at some of these companies where I'm poaching these software engineers from because it sounds like the company's just doing such interesting things. And then I discovered um, your podcast and um, Scott Ingram's sales success stories. And that's kind of what got me thinking about tech sales. And then I made the move. Yeah. So um, I want to get into how you got, how you made the move, but um, before we do, Real estate and recruiting, I've never done either one in terms of sales, but they both seem like worlds that are probably twice as hard as a normal sales job, right? Because you, in both things, you're kind of the middleman between the buyer and the seller, or in one case, the recruiter and, and the re- recruitee, you know, the person being recruited. Um, how challenging was that to have to control both sides of a deal? Very, very challenging. I think, you know, tech sales is, is good. And I guess sales in general is good because- um, you know, the gong product is never going to say no to a client, <laughs> you know, right, like right. <laughs> you've only got to manage one side of it. Whereas both in real estate, you've got a buyer and a seller and in recruitment, you've got a candidate and a client and you have to kind of work a sales process on both sides and kind of meet in the middle where 
probably no one's really happy, but there's a bit of a compromise going there. Um, It's definitely a a hard skill to learn. But as I said, I think it's a real foundation for, for success. If you can succeed in either of those industries, it really sets you up well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been a ton of people that have come on the podcast that have done real estate or, or recruiting, certainly door to door. So you got like three of the hardest types of sales out of your system before you even got into tech. Yeah, that's right. Climbing the, the ladder as I, as I think of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How was, um, how was the transition into tech? Was it, um, was it as simple as, Hey, here's my experience and you applied and you know, it was, it was pretty straightforward or did you get pushback on, you know, you haven't sold software before you don't have university degree. Was any of that a, a roadblock? Um, no, I don't. The university degree never has been because I think, you know, I think if I was trying to apply for a tech job with no sales experience and no degree, it would be. But because I've got that sales experience, that kind of is my, my degree. Um, a little bit, it was, I had some roadblocks trying to join my first tech company. Um, but I think being that I had worked as a tech recruiter, um, there was some understanding of the space and kind of funding and, um, you know, technology in general. Um, so it, it was a pretty smooth transition that it wasn't that hard, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I know there's a lot of folks that are, I mean, this is a hot time for people to try to break into tech. So oh, yeah, um, I'm always curious what the, what the pathway looks like. Um, but if you have relevant experience, sales experience, or even something that you can compare to sales, um, and you want to get into tech, you know, don't count yourself out. You know, I know a lot of people that are former teachers, former bartenders, former, you know, a lot of, you know, accountants that get into sales and it's all about kind of the story that you tell, I think. Yeah, that's right. I think it's about how you position yourself and your previous experience. Like a lot of industries can compare to sales if you can position your experience in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about reward gateway and what you're doing there. Um, you're in the field, you're in the SDR grind, you're booking meetings, you're, you're making calls, sending emails, like what's working for you right now. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, so we've got, I guess I've got a couple of different things that I find work really well for me. Um, and you know, I guess have driven me to be the top SDR globally pretty much for the last, ever since I started for the last four or five quarters. Um, one, I'm a, a split role, so probably about 60% inbound, um, which is obviously a bit of a different strategy to the outbound strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more about nurturing contacts and keeping in long-term relationship building until they're ready um, and the timing is right, because as we know, timing is everything in sales. Um, I, th- I think outbound is an exciting thing to talk about because that's what a lot of SDRs are, are struggling with because that is the harder part of our job. Yeah. Um, and we've got a really, I know we talk a lot about video on this podcast about how to utilize that properly. Um, we've got a really interesting thing we do here at reward gateway. We record videos and actually mail them out to prospects in a, a physical video card. So it looks kind of like a Kindle. And when you open it, it just starts playing the video. Um, so we use those for our tier one accounts that we're trying to break into because it really cuts through the noise. Um, you know, so you're saying video. you mail that to them in like yeah. a physical mail? Yeah, that's right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> record a video, put on this video card, 
um, you know, a couple of other things in there and then mail that out to them and they open it and, you know, they'll open the video card and the video will start playing. And that's wow. super, super um, impactful and has a huge ROI in terms of um, meetings booked and, and kind of creating relationships with these big enterprise companies. Man, that's cool. What's the company that does that? I've never um, we, even heard of that. I think in the States, you can use Sendoso for it. Okay. Um, we, we kind of organize it all locally with like a direct supplier. There's no kind of shortcuts for us here, but Sendoso apparently can do it and like have your, like a branded video card with, you know, gong written all over it or whatever. So mm-hmm. feel free to, to look into that for yourself, Tom. I'm going to, I am absolutely going to check that out. Um, yeah. yeah. Your hit rate must be through the roof on that. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's above 50%. So, um, you know, it, it pretty much always gets a reply and gets a conversation started, even if it's a, you know what, love the video, never seen anything like this. Um, not a priority for us right now, but reach out in six, nine, 12 months. And then it starts that conversation, which is all, you know, an SDR can hope for really. A reply yeah. is a success for me. As long as someone's replying to me, that that's a success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and is it just like the same type of video you would send via email, like a 45 second kind of personalized thing or? I do it a bit longer. We I try, you know, between a minute and two minutes is good. And it'll be, um, you know, a bit about um, like personalization, um, a li- probably mostly relevance to the role. So, you know, what I'm hearing from other kind of HR leaders around the recognition and the benefit space and how we're solving that problem. And then, you know, are you curious to learn more? So pretty much mm. summing up like what you'd put in a cold email to them, like a first cold email in kind of a two minute video or something like that. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm absolutely stealing that idea. Uh, you got, <laughs> you got anything, what else you got under the hood there? What else you got for me? Um, yeah. for our tier two accounts, I do more vidyards. Um, okay. and this is more stuff I think that, that we've spoken about before on the, uh, on the podcast. So, um, you know, record starting maybe the, the vidyard with a screen share, um, yeah. either on their LinkedIn profile, but then click on their profile picture. So it's just their profile picture on the whole screen. Cause mm-hmm. That shows as the preview and really the job of the preview is just to get them to open the video um, or maybe on their company website um, and kind of walk through, like, let's say job openings is a big trigger for us. And we're saying, you know, how are you kind of attracting and then retaining candidates at the moment? What's your benefit strategy to, um, I guess, kind of encourage candidates to, to stay there or, or to apply? Um, and just that that's more, your more traditional kind of 45 second um, videos. Yeah. And do you typically send those to multiple people at the same company or uh, just like kind of one at a time or how do you go back? Um, it depends. So I have, I normally work in what we call our, our SMB market, which is kind of hundred employees to 500 employees. Um, but I have a couple of, um, you know, other like enterprise accounts, which are kind of higher value. And those are the ones getting the, the video cards and, and things like that. But if I'm in my, um, I guess, quantity role, I'm probably only sending it to one or two people because a company, you know, 300 people probably only has two HR managers um, to reach out to anyway. Mm. You mentioned that you have been, you know, one of the top performing or the top performing uh, SDR for the last four or five quarters. 
And something that I think all <clears throat> salespeople, whether you're an SDR or an AE or something else can relate to is just the needing to be a top performer day after day, month after month, quarter after quarter, um, and you know, needing to stay focused and needing to stay motivated. Just curious, like how you keep yourself hungry and focused and not complacent after, you know, quarters on, on success, you know what I mean? And, and keep that fire going. Yeah. Look, that's something I'm actually struggling a little bit with at the moment, if I'm honest, because, you know, I've had, I hit my annual, we run kind of July to July as our fin year. Mm -hmm. um, and I hit annual kind of back at the end of January, February. So I've, Let's go. you know, yeah. Um, but now I'm kind of struggling to really push through. Um, but I think when you're finding success, you've got to try and find other challenges. So for me at the moment, a lot of it is around um, helping train and uh, I guess kind of coach the other newer SDRs on the team um, while also, you know, performing and, and hitting my number. Um, but I think you get to a certain stage in your SDR journey where if it's clicked, it's kind of clicked and you can really just, do it with the level of intensity where um, you don't need to really put that much energy to it because it kind of becomes a rhythm for you, you know, follow up prospect um, and just do those things. So looking for new challenges outside of your direct role, I think is a good way of, of kind of staying motivated when you're finding success. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, it sounds like, you know, sharing that, that knowledge you've gained with others and trying to build them up and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not sure if you're trying to get into leadership, but I'm sure that's, that's certainly a, a building block to get there. Yeah. I looked at that, but I think I still love the the sale side of it too much. I, I yeah. didn't, couldn't want to. And I mean, I think you've experienced it yourself where you were moving into a player coach role and then decided that, you know, what I actually, um, want to deal with customers and, and, and help them solve their, their business problems. So I, I did have that thought process probably about two months ago, but I'm just following the, the IC routes at the moment. So I think that's what keeps me the most excited. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Um, let me hit you with some rapid fires. All right. To uh, let the audience know a little bit more about you. Um, yeah. First up big book people on this podcast. I'm not sure if you're a reader or not, um, but if you are, I'd love to hear any books that you found helpful in your, in your journey, any genre is fair game. I'm a big fiction reader. Um, okay. I think some of the um, the best books I, I've I've read, kind of business and sales wise, a really really easy one I think for new people is um, I think it's called The Best Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. Mm. Um, that's a classic. It's really really simple reads. Um, obviously, how to win friends and, and influence people. Um, that's a you know, unparalleled. Um, another book I've just read recently that I really loved is A Promised Land, Obama's um, okay. uh, biography. That was that was really good as well. Yeah, I haven't read the <clears throat> the Obama one, but I love the other two. Hit me with a fiction book. I, I'm trying to up my fiction game. Um, I, I'm big into kind of fantasy and things like that. So I think it's hard to look past Lord of the Rings. I think that's yeah. um, that's a classic um there's another series called the wheel of time series that one's a, a big um you know i think it's got 14 books i'm on the 10th book right now so okay that's a, a bit of a monster to take on but that one's really i'm really liking that as well okay i'll have to check it out i i read the hobbit uh that was my first four i haven't seen any of the movies or read any yeah. of the books and so i decided to 
it's time to get into it. So uh, yeah. I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you can't miss that one. Um, how about any other podcasts, uh, YouTube, you know, people you follow on LinkedIn, anything like that that you like to learn? Yeah, I think um, obviously uh, Millennial Sales with Tom Malano, hey. that's a pretty good one. <laughs> um 30 minutes to president's club uh, as far as podcasts goes mm. um i said before sales success stories um on linkedin i think nick and armand can't miss following them yeah uh, the guys over at lavender have really good kind of email based content for, for sdr so go give them a check out if you're kind of a new sdr they'll really um cut your learning curve that's for sure mm-hmm. um scott lease josh braun um, John, John Barrows, you know, just some of the, um, the classics and the, the real heavy hitters in the space are always putting out great content. Plus one on every single person that you mentioned. If anyone's listening to this and not following any of those people, you should absolutely do that. Definitely go um, do that. Killers. <laughs> yeah. um, what goes on in the Drew Piper headphones uh, music wise? Um, I'm a big kind of nineties rap fan, which I know, I think, um, you know, we might be in the same boat there. So big L big pun, um, you know, Wu-Tang clan. Yeah. That's all, um, always on repeat. Um, some more recent, I guess, people, you know, Kendrick schoolboy Q, um, early 2010s rap is, is pretty good. I'm not such a big fan of, I guess, kind of newer rap, but that's what's on repeat in, in my headphones. All right. We got the same taste here, Drew. Um, what's something that you like to do outside of sales, outside of work to recharge? Um, I think, especially in sales, having a physical activity schedule. So I box and I go to the gym. Um, nice. And I think that naturally reduces, um, kind of releases a lot of endorphins and, and is critical to, to being a high performer in, in any industry. Uh, I think that's um, super important for, for humans to move in general. Yeah. Do you, do you spar or do you take like those, those boxing classes or what do you, or you have like a one-on-one trainer or how's it? Uh, yeah, I do try to, during the week, I do, I guess, boxer size, kind of like a circuit based boxing thing. And on the weekends I spend, you know, an hour or two in kind of a ring doing sparring. Whoo. I did a couple, I've done a couple classes the last few months where it's probably more like the first thing where it's, it's a circuit. You're just working on a bag and doing different stuff. I mean, that's a workout like no other. That's yeah, crazy. It, yeah. Cause I, I didn't, I, I did it when I was younger. Um, and then I just started going to the gym through my kind of twenties, but I wasn't fit. I was just kind of strong. So I thought, you know what, I need to actually work on my health and, and get my, the blood pumping a bit more. So I started doing, getting back into boxing. Yeah. I love that. Um, my last uh, rapid fire for you. Who do you want to come see next on the millennial sales podcast? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think I'd what, I don't know exactly who it would be, but what I'd love to see is one of the enterprise reps at, at Gong. Um, okay. Cause I know that, you know, they've got amazing salespeople over on the team there. And I think having, um, yeah, one of the top performers on kind of the Ent team over there would be a, a really awesome lesson, I think. That's a great, that's a great suggestion. I got a couple names in mind and uh, I will take you up on that. That's uh, I'll, I'll make a promise that I will get one of them on uh, as we're getting towards summer here. Perfect. Yeah, I'll look forward to that episode for sure. Um, Drew, I appreciate you 
coming on, man. I, I would, before I, I turn the mic to you, I'd, I'd recommend everyone go hit you up on LinkedIn. Um, you're putting out some good content on there. Um, you've just, I mean, I'm impressed with the video move that you've got that you've already, uh, conquered like three or four different types of sales and, uh, you know, your future's bright, man. So any other things that you want to, uh, you want to talk about or, uh, anywhere else that people can go and, and get connected with you? Um, no, I just really on LinkedIn, but one thing I'd say for newer SDRs out there is when you're building your LinkedIn presence, think about, am I building this for myself or am I building this for my customers? Um, mm. I think a lot of SDRs build, they might be selling to, let's say, healthcare industries, but they're putting out tech um, sales content. And that's fine for yourself, but that won't drive your own business. So all of my LinkedIn is around HR content because that's where I sell to and that's where I want to be known. Um, yeah. So I think identifying that early in your career, whether you want to be in a personal brand or, or increasing kind of your customer brand um, would be a good tip for new SDRs, I think. Yeah, that that's a great tip. Know know what the end goal is for you, and uh, and use that to to kind of point where you're gonna spend your time on LinkedIn. I exactly. Love it, um. So LinkedIn, Drew Piper. That's the best place for folks to hit you up. Definitely. Uh, awesome. Everyone, go check this man out. Give him a follow. Give him a connect. If you know someone in HR that has budget and wants a, a meeting, <laughs> give me send a send their shout. email to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate perfect. you, man. Nah, it's been good. Cheers.